FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff! And finally, their goal! My word, what a rocket! Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli. This is your official home. The reigning, defending, undisputed... Canadian Premier League champions, Forge FC. This is the match day preview. Up next, midweek match at Tim Hortons Field. ForgeFC.ca slash tickets to take in the 905 Derby in person. Forge, York. Again, midweek. Midweek soccer. A lot of games, by the way, for Forge. We're in the midst of four matches in 11 days. Uh, Two down, two more to go. And it begins on Wednesday. Forge still atop the CPL table. With 15 points, uh, they've been on quite a run. Still unbeaten, four wins, three draws uh, through seven matches. York, I I feel like it was just a couple of weeks ago that York was dead last in the CPL. Now they've crept up to third place. They're getting healthier. They're looking more like the York that uh, a lot of the the pundits around the league expected to see this season. Um, A team that struggled to score last season. Now you have a full year of Mobabuli, but he's dealt with some injuries, as have some other guys. So York, though, now getting healthy, and it's starting to show. Last three matches. In fact, let's narrow this down to the last five matches. It's just a nice round number. Um, Across the league, last five matches. Forge, four wins, one draw. Outscoring their opponent 6-2. Best record in the league of the last five league matches. Um, 13 points. York, though, second best team over the last five matches. So it's been a tale of, um, we're about, what, a quarter of the way through the season now. And um, this is kind of the York we, we expected. Uh, at least they're getting closer. Last five matches for York. Two losses, but three wins. Their first three wins of the season. Right. And on top of that, York played on Sunday night. So they're actually, it's an even shorter week for them than it has been Forge. Um, but there was, you know, a travel day for Forge. But either way, York United picked up their first home win of the season. It was a 1 nothing win over Calvary. And that was Calvary's first loss of the season. Make no mistake, though, it was all Calvary. Um, out possessioned, out chanced. York, though, did pull out the victory. Um, And it's the first time this season York has also um, picked up back-to-back clean sheets. Speaking of clean sheets, Forge FC, Tristan Henry, coming off what may have... I've, I've been trying to think hard about this because my default thinking is that was the greatest goalkeeping performance I've ever seen. Ever. But then I thought, am I just kind of like, you know, sometimes you romanticize things that are happening currently and you kind of forget. At at the very worst, it was one of the best performances I've ever seen, but it might be the best. He was so good. Eight stops. All of those came in the second half when Ottawa was pressing. And it was a match that Forge won, thanks to Big (laughs) Big Game Dave, David Chouanier, scoring the winner. Um, in the, I guess it was like nine, what, the 91st minute. And the reason Forge had that opportunity to, um, to, to even get that goal is because Henry was so spectacular in the second half where Ottawa kind of um, 
I mean, they carried most of the play. At, at the very least, they had the most, uh, the the, uh, the bigger bulk of these scoring chances in that second half. So Tristan Henry, who, by the way, was snubbed last season for, I don't think we're ever, I'm never going to get over it. But you know what? Let's 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 go back to it. <laughs> Only because you know the players, coaches, they, they would never even go back and, and bring this up because it was so far in the past. Tristan Henry, not even nominated for goalkeeper of the year last year. In case you forgot, and the last match he had served as a reminder. Tristan Henry is the best goalkeeper this league has ever seen consistently, year after year after year. And he gets overshadowed. He is penalized for playing on a very good team. And I get that to an extent, right? But the thing is, even if you take that away, the numbers are still skewed pretty heavily in Henry's favor. I'm going to go back to 2022. Tristan Henry, most starts of any goalkeeper, most minutes, most clean sheets, 11 um, least number of goals conceded per start, at least compared to the other starters. So least, so let me just, re- most clean sheets, least number of goals conceded, not nominated for goalkeeper of the year. The, the keeper who won, right, Carducci. I could even, even if you want to argue, make the argument that Carducci should have been, been named the goalkeeper of the year. Okay, but for Henry to not even get nominated, Henry played four more matches than Carducci and still gave up fewer, fewer goals. And and just completely let, let's stop the one argument dead in its tracks that that you know his team is so good in front of him that it, it it's you know it's the reason that that he's been able to put up these numbers. Tristan Henry had seventy saves last year. Carducci had fifty seven. So it's not like Henry didn't get the work. He still made the saves. Um, robbery. At the very least, not getting the nomination was absurd. And if you're thinking, why go back to... It, it was so egregious that it deserves... Really, we should talk about it more. I mean, if we're being honest. I don't think it's talked about enough, even though it was last season. Uh, but anyway, Tristan Henry, it, it, look, listen. Doubt him all you want, but uh, he, he keeps... It's consistent. And that's... For a goalkeeper, that is like the bare minimum is a consistent goalkeeper. Um, he is very good consistently. All right. I guess I'll get off it now. For now. We'll see. Um, as mentioned, though, York United, who admittedly I don't get to watch a ton of, but Benedict Rhodes, analyst for canpl.ca, is going to join us soon, and um, he'll he'll kind of fill in the blanks of what we're missing here with York. Because I'm, I'm really I'm, – I'm a stats guy, Right. Here's what I know from last match. York getting healthier, as I mentioned. Mobabuli back in the lineup. Uh, he was on the bench. Uh, Jeremy Gagnon, Lapere back in the lineup. And Johnny Grant, which Forge, I mean, Forge FC fans know Johnny Grant well. And uh, he's healthy. Um, at least they were all three of those guys were on the bench after being injured and, and out. So that's a good sign for York as they get healthier. Head to head, these two clubs, they have met 18 times. Since the inception of this league, remember this was the first ever match in CPL history. Forge York, uh, head-to-head, all-time. Forge, eleven wins, one draw, six losses, outscoring York twenty-six to twenty. This season, I mentioned 
since I brought up stats, let, let's delve in here. Every week, I find some kind of stat that just kind of piques my interest. Here's one. Goals plus assists per 90 minutes. Speaks for itself. Goals plus assists per 90 minutes. Number one and two in the league, both in orange. Jordan Hamilton, number one, at 0 0.89. Wubens Pasias, number two, at 0.78. Two guys who play the same position. Rarely, I'd have to go back and look. If they were on the field at the same time, it was temporarily because of some kind of substitution. Um, I don't think... Have the two started at the same time? All right, I'm going to have to go back and check. Regardless, two guys that play essentially the same position. I do believe they both, now that I think about it, I remember Jordan Hamilton starting at striker, and I think Pasias was technically listed as a winger, but kind of played um, as a secondary striker. Okay, so they have played together, but still impressive. Two guys, one and two, that essentially play the same position, leading the league, both playing for Forge FC. Non-penalty goals plus assists per uh, per 90 minutes. Number one, Rubens Pasias at, at 0.78. So, okay. Um, also, you mentioned Tristan Henry. Nico Giantsopoulos, York keeper. Both Henry Giantsopoulos are tied for the league lead in clean sheets. Both have three. And uh, Tristan Henry this season leads the league in clean sheet percentage half of his starts this year, which all every match for Forge except one in league play um, he has earned a clean sheet in half of them. So there's your Tristan Henry. Not, not that we ever doubted it, but just for those that have. There's, there it is. The, the stats keep piling up. Okay. Whatever we missed, whatever I missed with, with York, uh, we're going to get filled in now. Joining us, Benedict Rhodes, the Forge Audio Network. So Benedict, I, I you know I haven't seen a ton of York in person this year, and and quite frankly, I haven't watched a lot of York. So everything I have is based on numbers. It's based on past results. It's based on the write-ups on campl.ca. What I'm gathering is a club that had a lot of potential coming into the season, slow start, dealt with some injuries. Now they're getting healthy, and it looks like now. Uh, we're seeing the York that everyone kind of expected. Is that am I kind of on track here? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. You know, uh, one of the key players in this league really is, is Mobabuli, of course, a former Forge player, and and uh, he was on the bench again this past weekend for the first time in a little while. So um, Jeremy Gannon Laparay as well from formerly of Halifax, now with York, and and some of these players are coming back now. Uh, they're going to be a, a big boost for York team, who, like you said, struggled maybe a little bit at the start of the season, but of have started to find their way, I guess, in these last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was reading through the the recap of the last match, and I think it was Mitchell Tierney that that wrote it up. But he talked about York's attack and in this vertical game they have. It's almost the the anti Forge, where Forge they like possession. Uh, it's patient. It's a build. Whereas York just it seems to be get possession, play fast, go vertical, and attack right away. Is this something that's been? Is it a new? kind of uh, approach from York? Because I, I don't know that... Did we see this last season from them? A little bit. I know the last season, York struggled to score goals as well. I think they went over a month in the league without scoring a goal. And and Martin Nash said, I believe, after Sunday's game that, that against Calvary, that, you know, while that's great that they're being so, you know, playing on the front foot, I guess, and, and going straight at teams, they also want to maybe dial, dial that down maybe a little bit and, hmm. and and maybe take a bit more possession of the ball and maybe be a bit more patient and, and choose their moments to strike because... 
uh, as I saw in the Calvary game, they, they sometimes they gave the ball away and then they were a lot of players out of position. Uh, so I think you know, uh, there, there are advantages to being a very direct team, but at the same time, you need to find that sort of balance that gets between the two. And I would think playing that style against Forge might be difficult and that if there are turnovers, um, there are a lot of guys that can kind of hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no matter who Forge has in the field, you know, they're, they're a very dangerous team in, in attack. And, you know, like we said, Forge likes to, to play with the ball at their feet, but they're, they're just as good at, at, you know, winning the ball back quickly and, and quickly everyone goes and, and charges up the field. So, uh, yeah, definitely be an interesting matchup to see who can sort of get the better of, of that sort of uh, tactical battle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the, the game with, within the game. Um, Tristan Henry, I, I don't know. I, I, I said it was... I, I'm I'm kind of flopping between one of the best or the best goalkeeping performances I've ever seen, but that was something else. I, to the point where you almost you just expected him to make the next save. It was pretty remarkable. Yeah, it was incredible. I think it was a career high, I believe, with saves mm-hmm. eight of them, and and he was he was gained everything. Like you know, he seemed confident. He seemed like his his defenders really trusted him, and and they had to at times because you know every time Ottawa had a chance on goal, he was he was there. Uh, he made some, some acrobatic saves as well, which you always like to see from a goalkeeper. And, and uh, you know, he, he's been very solid to start this season. Yeah. Do you think, is he, I just, I wonder, because sometimes he does get overlooked. You know, he, he didn't get nominated for the award last year, despite leading the league in a lot of categories. Is it because Forge is so good and you kind of, you know, maybe it's seen as he has a ton of help and he doesn't have to be spectacular. But the thing is, like, he, he, you know, he had 70 saves last season, which was more than Caducci. So is it that maybe he just gets overshadowed by having a lot of talent in front of him? I think, I think partially. And I think also at the same time, you know, being maybe snubbed for some of those awards or not even nominated, I think that fuels him and fuels Forge as well. I think mm-hmm. that, that kind of works in their advantage. And, you know, when you have a, a player who's already talented, like Tristan Henry, who's now playing with a chip on his shoulder as well to, to prove that he can be one of the best in this league and, and possibly go to our next level, that... I think that that'll be a, something that can, can only be a very good positive for Forge. I was looking at uh, some of the Forge numbers as well, and it, the stat I was looking at was goals plus assists per ninety, and one and two in the league. It was um, it was Jordan Hamilton, and it was Ruben Spasius. And it's I don't think I don't I'm I'm trying to think I don't recall them even really being on the field together. If they did, it was for brief moments. It's kind of amazing to be able to, you know, you have multiple strikers and multiple players at multiple positions that not only are they versatile, but to be able to get production out of the guy on the field, but equal production on the guy that's behind him on the bench, there really is no other club that that, that can do that. Yeah, Forge have a lot of depth. You know, they, they sort of pride themselves, I guess, on having, you know, players one through 23 are all able to step on the field at any given moment and... and and step onto the field and not feel like they're dropping any quality or losing any sort of momentum, I guess, that they would have had Passius been starting and held on the bench or vice versa. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that, you know, the, the top teams have in, in any sport, in any league in the world, and, and Forge are sort of the pinnacle of that, I guess, at the moment in the Canadian Premier League. Yeah, I, can I, I just want your thoughts on, um, I know it's the CPL clubs are done in the Canadian Championship, but just curious about your kind of, your your feelings about the league, about the clubs, the, the gap between, you know, Canadian Premier League and Major League Soccer and, and kind of how the CPL teams fared uh, with two of them making it to the semifinal. I think it, it was overall a positive for the Canadian Premier League. You know, the, the, the financial differences are obviously huge. You know, there's some mm-hmm. players on MLS making more than entire CPL teams. Uh, so those 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 gaps are always going to be there. I think uh, for for the foreseeable future. But 
know, I think it says a lot about Forge, where, you know, the first half, they looked like the better team against CF Montreal. They, they easily could have, have scored a goal in that first half. I think it was Passies who had a chance in the first half and sent a water to the post, but they, they could have been up in that game and they could have won that game. And we've seen Forge take TFC and, and CF Montreal to penalties in the past. You've seen teams beat the Vancouver Whitecaps and uh, also the League One Ontario's TSS Rovers beating CPL Team Valor as well. So I think these, these gaps are, are maybe big on paper, but I think, you know, Forger team, especially who who don't fear anybody, no matter if it's they're playing, you know, TSS Rovers or they're playing, you know, Manchester City, they'll always play the same way. They'll always be confident in their abilities. Man City at Tim Morton's Field would be uh, would would be something. Uh, Benedict Rhodes, you can read his stuff at campl.c. Benedict, as always, thanks so much. And thank you for having me. All right, three keys to the match for Forge FC against York. Key number one for Forge possessed get back to that possession game that is the the bread and butter the strength of this club the way they attack the way they defend it all comes from possession um it comes from being organized and it just comes from being dominant on the ball and making start smart decisions and and being patient as well last few matches those possession actually last two matches possession hasn't quite been where it needs to be or what we're accustomed to seeing Get back to it. Get back to controlling the ball like Forge does. Key number two for Forge FC. Disrupt the vertical. Interesting from York. Their tactics. Last game especially. A vertical game. Front foot. Aggressive. Just going full tilt attack whenever they get the ball. And, and trying to attack the club with speed. Now, are they going to play that same way against Forge? Well, just in case. This is Pretty simple way to disrupt that. There's two main parts to this. If you're defending, your head is on a swivel. Even when you're in possession, be aware of the York players around you. Be aware where you are, where they are. Maintain gap control. Keep your man marked. Even when your club is in possession, because if that ball turns over and York plays the way they did last match against Calvary, they're going to be looking for quick strikes, quick counters, and going all out vertically. You can stop that. Just be aware of, 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 of where you are and where your opponent is. The second part of that, if you do lose possession, it's an aggressive attempt to get the ball back. It's a high press. It is disrupting. To play that vertical game, it takes it takes a little bit of thought, especially that first touch. Right, It's a head up. Where am I going with it? If you force your opponent, you're going to force them into mistakes. They're just going to be giving the ball away right? because they're just going to be looking to get rid of it. So... Head on a swivel if you're defending or when you don't have the ball. And the second part of that, you lose possession, get on the ball as quick as possible. No easy outs for York. Key number three for Forge FC, equal halves. The consistency hasn't quite been there over the last couple of matches. It'd be a good first half and not so great second half or vice versa. It's a full 90 minutes. We're seeing great 45-minute intervals uh, but we haven't quite seen the full 90 over the last few matches. Now is their chance to play a full match, equal halves for Forge FC. All right. I think that's, I mean, we said it all. There, there's nothing left to say. All that's left is for the match to be played and for you to watch it live at Tim Hortons Field on Wednesday night. We'll see you there. 
George FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.